0: What do you have to say to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? You don't have a message for them? I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Do you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm gonna refer you to the comments that I made to the press, because uh, right now, I'm taking some personal time, and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, Democrats
1: were shuddering privately just a few days ago about how big the margin was gonna be.
2: Republicans were predicting a red wave. (laughs) But they may end up with the same slim majority Democrats have had for the last two years. We are going to take the House back, but
1: we've got so much more to do, and I have only begun to fight. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny.
0: <laughs> oh, we preserve, welcome back to a very high-energy Thursday episode of the Ruthless Variety Program. Welcome, board, fellas. How are you?
2: Excellent excellent ready to go this one's gonna be a banger
0: it is yeah. gonna be a banger no question about it. that was your transportation secretary poot poot poot, poot, poot pete pete pete, pete. Poot,
1: edge edge we should start calling him poot pete yeah.
0: <laughs> that's kind of what i felt like no, on no, one. No, that was very organic poot, poot pete yeah um and the Daily Caller, from what I understand, exactly was, was following him doing actual journalism. Yep. Yeah, and they caught up with him on the street and asked him a couple of very simple questions. And instead of just simply answering them, just blew her off. Uh, blew her off and and decided to uh, make a story of himself. Well, exactly. he was he was having some personal time. Yeah, personal, walk, time. walking That's down thing, the street.
2: He's like, listen, I'm not going to deal with the disaster where people are like suffering. I got some personal time. Yeah. Right <laughs> right here, okay. Yeah. It, it, sometimes I'm on vacation. Sometimes I'm maternity leave. Like, you got to leave me alone. Yeah. My, personal my, time
0: right now. And on my personal time, I love to walk briskly down the street. <laughs>
2: yeah. And <laughs> I mean, it's it's absolutely stunning. It's I think the Daily Caller actually bullied him into going because we just got a report. That he's actually going to go down there. Yeah, Thursday. He
0: he will be there Thursday, uh, which, of course, comes after former President Donald J. Trump was there yesterday, Mm -hmm. uh, which stands in great contrast, obviously, to what we've seen out of the Biden administration that, I mean, basically had to be pressured to talk about it at all. I mean, it was days Upon days after the explosion of the railway disaster, that these guys even acknowledged, it, let, a, let alone sent out a statement, I think the EPA might have been the first one, like three days later. Yeah, I mean, genuinely shocking stuff, right?
3: Yeah, no, Buttigieg, his boss Biden, Poot. none of them, Poot. none of them care, <laughs> none of them care about rural America, and it shows. It,
0: it does. It does show. And, and
2: and and we should also bully Pete into drinking the water. Like he got to go down there, Pete. You got to drink the water. You're not. You, you're fake, dude. No it words. is
0: not a real trip unless you drink, drink the water. water
2: dude. Drink the water, Dip
3: a glass in the stream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: that's what he has to do. Don't if just it If you're going to tell everyone, filter, hey, everything is pal. fine. We're on top of this. He needs to roll down there. He needs to say, okay, you know, Pete is here. We're going to get rid of all the white construction workers. And now you're going to watch me drink this water. That's what his mission should be. <laughs> Show up, do it, Pete, or just don't show up at all.
0: Does Poot uh, turn you around entirely if he just dips the the thing in and chugs a glass of water? Only
3: if he follows it by eating one of those chickens that died. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cooks the chicken, eats it. Okay, he he'd do it. He'd do it oh, you, for so you po- for you for, for,
0: the, for the politics.
1: Of course he would. I I mean I think this guy is sociopathic. Do you for sure? One hundred percent. You think he doesn't believe in anything? No. The way I don't. the Michael. way that the way that he's copied. Barack Obama's entire affectation in the way that he talks is sociopathic behavior. I mean,
2: people were saying during the uh, Democrat primary, like I saw Democrats saying that he was at like CIA black sites torturing people and stuff like he's from McKinsey where they were fixing bread prices like this guy feels nothing. He's like American Psycho if that dude, instead of finance, wanted to be (laughs) president. So aggressive.
0: (laughs) That's so aggressive.
2: Yeah, he's
1: like the management consultant version of a super soldier. (laughs)
0: It's
1: like you remove that part of their brain where they think about empathy at all. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Well, maybe Uh. that
3: explains the fact he hasn't done anything about trains. I mean, the derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, is not the only one see yeah. it's like a half a dozen trains derailed. Well,
0: here's the, the the funniest part about the Biden administration response to all of this is now that, that Trump is involved, now they feel like they've got their footing. And so I saw an article out today that they were like blaming the Trump administration for eased regulations on the railroads. Okay, I mean, look, I understand trying to deflect politics is a dirty business, and you try to get out from underneath liability and what whatnot. But ultimately, it's your job.
3: Right? He, and they've been on it for two years yeah
0: it, it, ultimately it's your job and if you felt like the regulations were unjust you had an obligation I mean Lord knows they've put out en- enough regulations yeah. over the last couple yeah. of years right they've regulated every business under the sun they didn't get to this one right you, yeah you it's only a problem now and, and but it's all the Trump administration. Yeah. That is that is problematic with the railways.
2: And from what I'd read, that regulation only applied to like trains at coastal areas. Which so Ohio may not even is apply. not next
0: to the ocean. <laughs> so it may not even apply. Yeah.
2: So so like this attempt at deflection just shows how completely over their head these people are. Like none of these people want to govern, none of these people actually want to help Americans. They all just want titles. They want a grift after they leave. But it's the the,
1: the media colluding with them to give them that pass. Right. I mean, we saw the same thing with the Afghan withdrawal. We saw the same thing when Mm -hmm. Russia invaded Ukraine. They were like, actually, this is because Putin got Trump elected president. That now we're seeing, those. yeah, they, they, you know, like like the media provides a narrative that allows every Democratic administration to get out no from under question. any problem that happened because they can point back to some previous Republican president and be like, actually, it was their fault.
0: No, no question. I, I mean, I recall with COVID, there was like this big discussion about whether or not the, you know, the the fund that funded all of the medical supplies in the country had been defunded. Yeah, like <laughs> n- never mind the fact that they were all like 15 years old and totally inapplicable. Yeah. to the situation that was kind right. of thing was well,
1: like, and Biden came in day
0: one and was like we came in and we had nothing
2: yeah nothing <laughs> It's was like nothing <laughs>
0: okay alright but I also think that the Biden administration you know and I think you can all see this just based upon their level of engagement they're on total defense right up until the point where Trump gets involved with it and then there's something psychosomatic when you work in campaigns it's particularly a successful one where if you've attacked successfully one person, you feel just more comfortable doing it. Mm. And all of a sudden, they kind of got off the mat in the last 24 hours, and they're throwing darts at at Trump, and they're not playing defense on Ohio, which is an interesting sort of precursor as we get into this campaign. I know that they want Trump. We all know that. They've said it. I mean, they've, they've literally been on the record saying that they want Trump to be the nominee. But they can't actually play offense unless it's against Trump. I mean, they're really bad. I mean, desperately terrible at even defending their own terrible actions unless Donald Trump is in the middle of well, it. Well, yeah, but they said the same thing in
1: 2016, that they wanted Donald Trump to be the candidate.
0: No, no, no. I, I, and I'm not I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not dismissing the formidable task right, it would right, take right, right. to take out but Donald Trump. But it just, Trump.
1: it gives them a foil now... In what otherwise was a vacuum,
0: but I guess my point is that there's a confidence there, right? Where they're engaged, right, and actually throwing offensive darts, yeah. Where they really aren't anywhere else, yeah. I mean, they they basically ignored this thing for. This is on like the fourth of February. Mm-hmm. I mean, for crying out loud, know. this has been going on a long time.
3: Yeah, no, they they've been ignoring it for a very long time, as they, as they usually do with problems that affect rural parts of this
0: country. Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. Well,
2: I, I think I remember this correctly. Didn't uh, President Obama visit, visit uh, Flint, Michigan? He and, drank the water. And drink yeah. water, but it ended up being... Faked, like he, it was bottled water. That he Wait, is drank. that real? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's real. You no, know, he did. I
1: do remember he did this, like at a community. I think it was a community town hall or something. Smug, you know, in the aftermath of the whole thing, where he was trying to reassure the public that the problem had been solved and that they were working on it. And he, I think, he drank water. It was some. It was like a publicity stunt.
0: Hold on. I'm gonna let I'm gonna <laughs> let Smug look for this yeah. because if that was actually yeah. bottled water or something from, from from
2: PBS of all places, the left wing PBS, Obama drinks filtered water
0: drinks he, he had the water filter like so it was through a britter or something yeah. so they could take out the mercury it's like the,
1: it's like the vodka where they strain it through the charcoal 10 times <laughs> feel like you'd be more familiar with that <laughs> than water yeah. <laughs> yeah don't
3: touch the stuff but you're right smug it's a scam yeah for them to to put filtered water in a cup and say oh he's drinking the same water as everybody else it's a lie
2: that's why when pete that's goes down gonna everyone's do got to say pete. it's straight from the creek that's what straight from pete the creek down. You got to drink it on camera. (laughs) Jesus, okay.
3: A scoop, creek scoop.
0: A creek scoop. Ingested. For for poot. (laughs) Okay, Uh, let's read some five stars, fellas. We always start with a voice on this. Smash.
3: Okay, this is from Greg's XR, titled One Driver at a Time. You guys nailed it again. Hilarious episode today, especially in referencing and associating the high price of eggs with another January
0: 6th. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we did that.
3: Yeah, me too. I was listening to the episode in my car and the guy next to me rolled his window down to ask what I was listening
0: to. Oh, I love that. Amazing. Glad to help that.
3: you grow your podcast one driver at a time. Yes, Thanks yes, a lot
0: that's great. That's exactly the kind of interaction we want. Smog, you want the next one? Sure. This is from TCF in PA. It
2: says, living the dream as a stay-at-home mom. Gentlemen, the state of our world's affairs have been so much that following the news gives me great agita. So I stopped. But now that I have you men twice a week, I can stay uh, correctly informed. I'm ready to verbally spank the brainless and pleasantly surprised that political conversations don't feel like sludge. Yes. After hearing you first on the Megyn Kelly show, I called my sister Amanda to alert her only to find out she had already been listening to you all and that she found Megyn Kelly through you. So well done. I'm a mom of six girls. Feel free to gasp. Others do. Outstanding work.
0: That's awesome. They are
2: ages 17 to 6. My girls have heard me say numerous times that curse words make my ears bleed, that people that use curse words have a poor vocabulary as well as that they must not be creative thinkers. Bang (laughs) up, job, proving me wrong. Wow. There it is. See? Wow. Smug. Mm -hmm.
0: Hold on. Mm -hmm. Let me stop this review. (laughs) What I've been trying to say is that there is a way of expressing yourself that has emphasis, Mm -hmm. draws proper attention to the points that you're trying to make. You've been very prudish on this, Smug.
2: I have. I have. Uh, I'll have. continue. It says, there is no other way to share your views and the truths of today than with the necessary F-bombs. Uh, good to hear that. Following up on the wing conversation, yes, boneless chicken wings are just chicken nuggets. Yes. And they were made up for this generation that is lazy and don't like to get their hands dirty doing any work. <laughs> If you're ever at my sister Amanda and her husband Brian's place, let me know. My husband and I actually do make the best wings you will ever have had. Oh, I True love story, that. Not fake news. P.S. I now live outside of Philly. Can't believe we have Fetterman. What the F?
0: Well, uh, dude. I hear that. Oh, my uh. gosh. First of all, thank you so much for the review. That's incredible. Uh, second of all, Fetterman. Boy, oh, boy. What a mess. What a mess. Boy, oh, boy. Is he now? Is he off? There was the news that came out last week that he checked himself in the hospital for depression. I'm sorry to hear that it sucks he's been going through a lot you know what we think of him as a candidate terrible we know what you th- what we think of him as a politician terrible but is this guy even a voting member of the senate right now
2: i don't believe, i think he's still in the hospital
0: yeah they said i mean the, the latest reporting
1: says that he could be in the hospital for weeks or up to like a month
0: and they have no it's literally a majority that's Split.
2: Yeah. After we had people in the media, like uh, Kara Swisher, attacking that journalist who was who was asking questions of whether Fetterman from would be MSNBC. Fit to serve. Yeah, they attacked her for for wondering whether Fetterman would be fit to serve, and uh, uh, Dems and 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 their partners in the media were saying, "No, Fetterman fit as a fiddle, ready to go day one." This this clearly he'd been pushed and pushed and pushed to do this. His wife, I would say, is probably suspect number one in pushing him to do this, which. I don't think it's I I think it's now apparent this is not something he wanted this is something he was not prepared for Mm -hmm. this is something that he required the media and Dems to provide him cover to be able to be in this horrible situation that we all now find ourselves
0: now it's very unlikely that many of our listeners would have considered casting a ballot for Fetterman but if there is one and you're listening write a review I want to know what your thoughts are now whether that made some sense there may not be any I mean, we have millions of listeners, but there. So it's. It seems to me like there's got to be one out there somewhere. Yeah, the Media matters. Review. Listener,
2: right now, it's like time to write a review. Yeah, I just want to
0: know your thoughts. Like, has this worked out? Is this everything that that Oz explained it would be? Mm-hmm. Seems like it to me. All right, Dunks.
1: Uh, this is from Steel Breeze seventy two, Rushless and Ruthless Reflections fellas listening to the february 16th show the part about hearing rush's bumper music coming on and then knowing i would enjoy the next three hours was something i looked so forward to having discovered him in 1992 in college i listened pretty much all the way to his passing these days i have to say the closest thing to getting that pre-show excitement is when the fellas drop the wit and wisdom on tuesdays and thursdays oh
0: man what a great compliment that's great
1: yes Do I wish I could listen to Ruthless every day? Absolutely. But until then, I just want to say listening to Ruthless Podcast is the same feeling I get sitting around my fire pit with friends and some Woodford Double Oaked on Friday night. Nice.
0: Yeah. Nice. That's what we go for, right? It is. Yeah. That's exactly right. Exactly what we go for. Really appreciate that review. And as all of the reviews, um, let's get into the meat of the program, Yes, as they say. So, the big topic du jour here, in addition to Ohio, is whether or not Joe Biden is going to run for re-election. Now, many in the White House, I think, over the last three months have tried to make this seem like a fait accompli, right? He's preparing to run, he's going to run, he's going to do all these things. And they kept saying for like many months that he was so focused on the State of the Union and getting the agenda right that he couldn't possibly think about the launch of the campaign until that was settled. So that's not two weeks ago.
2: I mean, I don't know if he can run. Uh, did you guys see the video from the other day? He fell again. Yeah, he can can't, even, can't even walk upstairs. Yeah, can't
0: walk upstairs. How is he going to run? It seems I don't know. But now there's stories out, including in Politico, like publicly questioning whether or not this is going to happen. Let me read you a couple of passages here. The president no longer seems absolutely certain to go for a second term. Leaving the party as top aides and potential candidates unsure about twenty-four and quietly mulling Plan B. Oh. Well that, I mean this is what we've been talking about all along. Yeah. Right? Because it has seemed unorthodox to say the least. These guys have typically if you're if you're a president running for re-election, you typically get the infrastructure up very quickly. You you have things like lease on office space. Right. Right? You have things like aides that are are committed to leaving. To run a super PAC th- or yes, something. right. right. All these things. And like none of that has been talked about. Right. We're now in February of 23, late February of 23, none of that stuff has happened at all. So you got to begin questioning this timetable quite a bit. Doesn't mean that he's not going to turn around tomorrow and announce it all at once. Maybe they have incredible ability to keep all of that bottled up, but it just seems a little little suspicious. It's very suspicious. Poot called up Politico, and he was like, listen, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poot was like, hey, man. I don't I'm know if go Joe's to, got it in. <laughs> I'm going to Ohio. The oh, old man's not going to make it. <laughs> so Joe Biden's closest advisors have spent months preparing him to formally announce his re-election campaign, but with the president not ready to make the plunge, a sense of doubt is creeping into the conversations of 2024. What if he decides not to? Pa- Biden's past decisions around seeking the presidency have been protracted, painstaking affairs. All right, so they try to introduce his previous, uh, shall we say, mat- like mental machinations on whether he should run mm-hmm. or should not run. I always took that as a little less uh, organic yeah. than yeah. the media would take. Right. Yeah, they, I, he's the biggest fucking phony in all of politics. <laughs> they, in
2: the, and right. Obama in 16 was like, dude, don't run.
3: They make it sound like whether he was wrestling with the weight of the responsibility. That's right. This, this is, is a guy who'd
2: run for president multiple times exactly, before.
3: Yeah. This is, <laughs> that this was is, not his this consideration. This is the most overwrought description of his decision-making process that I think that you could possibly put into words. And I do think that there is a lot of angst out there among Dems that's being fed by potential rivals. Uh, and I actually think um, you know, we were joking about Mayor Pete getting off easy with the press. Poot. poot. poot, yeah he's he's been he's been criticized a lot more in recent days in the wake of these railroad disasters., um, and I think it's because there are damn rivals out there pushing. Yeah, the button. You think Poot wouldn't have gotten any? Any? I I don't think he would have gotten blowback for this. None whatsoever. Really? I think they would have celebrated him as the answer to the problem. I think they would have written him up as finally we have the mayor of South Bend who can come in and solve our problems. I actually think this is this is axiomatic with the media. We've said it before on the Variety program. I'll say it again. Everybody should open their ears and hear this. Anytime the mainstream media is criticizing a Democrat, it's because it's benefiting another Democrat. Mm. So just keep that in mind and think about their motivations. Do so you think Amy Klobes
0: has got a switchblade out doing a little West Side Story I, on
3: on boot? I, I'm not convinced it's Amy Klobes. I mean, maybe she's going or somebody a like play. her because Amy Klobes is not Gavin Newsom. You know, huh? Gavin Gavin Newsom is their climate. Well, savior. I also he's noticed. Gonna, he's going to keep everybody. I also
0: going. noticed something today. I don't know where I read this, but about uh, they were publicizing California going from the biggest budget surplus to the biggest deficit in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And like apropos of nothing, like right. who gives a nobody, shit? nobody thought about that. Don't
2: <laughs> poot at it again.
0: It's like, always been a hellhole. This isn't new information. Yeah, like California might as well be Guam for yeah, all. Like, right. I mean, do what you do, guys. You're yeah. hell banned on destroying your state. It's fine with me. I'm not concerned about your budget deficit one bit but it showed up in a national publication today
3: right if you're one this is you're you're making my point exactly if you're wondering why little pieces of criticism are creeping into mainstream media coverage aimed at democrats it's because there's a shadow campaign going on for the presidential
1: nomination in 24.
2: look look at us look at us piecing it all together that's some great insight
1: well the only person i would think who would not be pushing this on biden is kamala you know, yeah, because, she needs him to be strong. Well, yeah, I, I think, you know, the, this so-called protracted um, announcement and, and hand-wringing on, on whether he's going to do it or not could only benefit her. And, I mean, you know, me, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat and be a conspiracy theorist about <laughs> yeah. all of this. But I think, you know, and at least some Democrats, if you talk to them, will say, you know, I mean, Biden's very loyal to Kamala and I think would like to see her be the successor. And so by drawing this process out and not announcing, if he's feeling at all like he's not gonna do it. That's what this is doing. The longer he does it, the more he freezes the field, the better it is for Kamala. Well, this is fascinating. I I I love that strategy.
0: Here's a passage in here that I thought was actually revealing at some level. This time he, and by he we mean Biden, has slipped past his most ambitious timetable as previously outlined by advisors. To launch in February. They're now coalescing around f- April. So he's got his people putting together. I mean, look, he's the president of the United States, so they've been working on this for two years. Uh, they outlined a plan for him to launch in February. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. All right? And now, so now you've got this like story that's getting out of why didn't it happen? Is he really not going to run? April, I mean, look, I don't think he's going to have a funding problem. Democrats are out raising Republicans in hard dollars on campaign side by a significant amount of money and the amount of money that pours into an incumbent president's campaign, I'm not worried about that if I'm if I'm in his camp. But I am a little bit worried about this. And like mm. a death by a thousand cuts and mm. people questioning whether or not he's out there, he's gonna run, or other people positioning themselves and taking shots at other people. Cause like the more you open that window, the more internal Concern you get and as you recall for most of 2022 before democrats exceeded their expectations in the midterms democrats were basically out on the record saying that they're not sure that this guy has what it takes they're looking to to turn the page Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a lot to get those people back into that camp Mm -hmm. right
3: no you're right they have to they have to continue to kick the can down the road and i mean i I can think of a lot better months for an incumbent president to ask taxpayers to reelect him than the month of April. Yeah, but um, maybe maybe he does it. Maybe April fifteenth is the day he announces he's running for president. The same day he asks. Here's a hilarious
0: insight into the Democratic Party in this piece. Again, well sourced in terms of being embedded with Democrats, which is increasingly what de- what these publications are doing is hiring like extreme partisan Democrats Mm -hmm. to cover Democrats. Mm. And so they're trusted by Democrats and it's just like pure access journalism. I I don't know if that's what the case is here, but you get this kind of stuff that you wouldn't see anywhere else. As a result, democratic governors, JB Pritzker of Illinois, Gavin Newsom of California and Phil Murphy of New Jersey have taken (laughs) steps that could be seen as aimed as keeping the door cracked. Phil Murphy of New Jersey. I mean, are you kidding me? That classic
1: name, Top of the Marquee, wherever he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody comes
0: out in droves to see Phil Murphy. <laughs> Nobody loves politics like Phil Murphy. Boy, he can really rally the troops, can he? Biggest drawn town, <laughs> Phil Murphy. The poor man's John Corzine. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> I mean, that is brutal. Phil Murphy. Yeah. If that's what the bench looks like. so it's. But this is definitely coming from Govs. Or somebody yeah. associated in the gov world,
3: right? Yeah, that's a, well. That's a that is a very, very keen insight, my friend. This
0: is uh, I, you know, we
1: do a lot of these segments on the show, um, but this has been impressive, I think, and as far as diagnosing the origin of a lot of stories like this, and I hope I, our readers start to read between the lines whenever you see this stuff on Democrats because it's fascinating. And we're going to get so much more of it over the next, you know, two, six months.
0: Totally, totally. We're going to get deep into it. We're going to try to take pieces like this. Yeah. They're a little more interesting than your average piece because they're more (coughs) revealing. Mm Right. Right. Do you guys want to talk animals? Yes. Always. Dude, we've got so much incredible animal content right now. Have you guys heard about the Irish murder cock?
2: I
1: actually have. (laughs) Yeah, we, we got tagged in this, I think, a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was an Irish rooster with a violent past that uh, killed a man. Uh, where was it that he was killed? Was it in Ireland? Yes, so, it, look, it, was, it was in Cork, Ireland. So this is according to FoxNews.com. An Irish inquest uh, found that a man who died in April 2022 was attacked by a rooster with a history of attacking people. According to reports, the Irish Examiner in Cork, Ireland, reported that Jasper Kraus was allegedly attacked by a Brahma chicken. Is that is that uh, Duncan is that a kind of chicken? Brahma? I guess so. I
1: never heard of it. You're not
0: familiar with the Brahma? Mm. Okay. No. It's a Brahma chicken that was moved to his property in uh, how do I pronounce that? Ballinsoboro, a place in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, after it attacked a child. You've got to be kidding me. Can't
3: they roll out the paddy wagon for this thing? <laughs> yeah. Don't they have enough paddy wagons in Ireland to be able to round up a rooster and chop its head off? Are you <laughs> you, are you, you saying have alarm that they're clo- familiar with paddy wagons in Ireland? You, you don't need a rooster for an alarm clock anymore, okay? It's the 21st century. <laughs> Set something on your iPhone or get a different alarm clock. You don't need a rooster. If it attacks a child, if it attacks a person, cut its head off, and hang it high in Town Square.
2: I mean, okay. how is it not dinner already? After it attacks a kid, that's the number one sign that, that's okay, it. there we go, dinner, dinner set. We know what's on the menu. Great point.
0: So uh, this lady said that during the judicial inquiry that uh, he responded to reports of sudden death on April 28, 2022, and when he arrived, he spoke to paramedics who said CPR attempts to revive the victim were unsuccessful. Brown later said the man, uh, later identified as Kraus was on the ground in the kitchen in a pool of blood with a wound on the back oh, of one of his legs? Geez. Just a terrible tragedy. Corey O'Keefe, who was a tenant at Krause's house, told his uh, daughter, Virginia, uh, what happened when Krauss's uh, daughter arrived at the house. She saw blood in the paramedics performing CPR. So, I mean, the the chicken, as you've said for a long time now, Harry. we, we got to say this next line. Krauss had a puncture wound on his left
2: leg and a trail of blood from the house to a chicken coop outside. So,
0: wait. is it Open and shot case. It was straight to the chicken coop. Wait, so he, what it sounds like is he went to the chicken coop, yep. got pecked. Yep. And then he died in his house.
2: I mean that's the thing is like normally I'd say most Irish are half cocked twenty four <laughs> seven. You never want to get full cocked. We're doing this is a hard way to learn the lesson. <laughs> we
1: moved we, on from the Italians straight we, to the Irish. We had promised it and here it is. And, and by the way, if it's
3: co- if it's coming at your legs from behind, wouldn't you turn around and just kick it? Would, wouldn't you just see the rooster coming? It's not it's not a it's not a silent animal. Wouldn't you just hear it clucking on its way up to you? turn around and be like, "Oh, the rooster's coming to attack me. It hurt a child." And just kick it and tell it to kiss its blarney stone goodbye. <laughs> well, it's I mean, a- that's the
2: thing is like if you're already half a bottle deep in Jameson, <laughs> <laughs> you
3: can't get it to spin around. <laughs> well, that's a fair point.
0: I would have thought one of his 13 kids would be able to check it <laughs> Oh my <No>. god. <laughs> I just want to
1: apologize to our listeners and on the Emerald Isle. <laughs> I've got Irish, and so does that guy. And I'm sure I do, too. Duncan yeah, is a no. Scottish I surname. Speak, I can speak with authority on this. That's our lived experience. Yeah. But we can put <laughs> down our, our own people, for sure. <laughs> I imagine, I, I imagine. Uh, you know, there's like a major artery that runs down your leg. It just pecked right in the right Maybe. spot.
2: It may be. This article is so wild. It says, as Krauss <laughs> went in and out of consciousness, O'Keefe Jesus. reportedly said, he said the word rooster. No. Like imagine yeah. that's your final word, dude. Rooster. Rooster. The so animals have gone too far. Ashley has been warning they folks. They
3: have. Guys, They're, we know what's coming. <laughs> if if, if I, I understand if you're Irish and you like Jameson, I get it. The point is, you need your head on a swivel. These animals are coming after you. You have to be ready to act first.
1: The pig the pig killing the butcher. You got the monkeys throwing kids the off buildings. The dog shot the guy. The dog shot the guy. He pulled an old yeller in reverse. Now the rooster <laughs> killed the farmer. Yeah. It is a pattern, my
2: friend.
0: This is not old McDonald's far, uh, farm. No, and know? cocaine bear's coming out this yeah. week. So, you know, I mean, we've got all this stuff happening. It's animal Armageddon. The uh, This is great writing. I got to read it. Uh, the coroner recorded the death as a misadventure. That's actually, actually. I got to say. Death that, by
1: misadventure. That is actually the coolest thing to have on your death certificate. <laughs> is the guy was cool enough that he died from too many adventures. <laughs> This one
0: was a misadventure. Yeah, no, the the coroner did him solid.
3: He did him a solid.
0: I can't believe it. Well, I mean, look, you want to go one to another?
3: Yeah. What's the other one?
0: The Canadian super pig. Oh, boy. So we go from Irish cock to a super pig uh, in Canada. And this is, according to The Guardian, an incredibly intelligent, highly elusive pig. U.S. faces a new threat from Canadian super pig. Um, I think the British need to get
1: control of their colonies again, (laughs) with the exception of us, of course, (laughs) because these animals are going wild across Ireland, across Canada. Like, where is the royal crown in all of this?
0: It it shows a real lack of of interest in protecting the population. Well, I
1: know know there's a lot of Democrats who want to defund the police in the United States. I didn't know we were defunding animal control.
0: Well, well, yeah, but
1: what what about the Mounties? Are you saying a Mountie isn't
3: capable of taking out a pig?
2: I am, 100%. (laughs) 100%. 100%.
3: I guess it's not, they aren't what they used to be.
0: <laughs> I don't think the Mounties can't even take down Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> For decades, wild pigs have been antagonizing flora and fauna in the U.S., gobbling up crops, spent, uh, spreading disease, and even uh, killing deer and elk. Now, as fears over a potential of the pig impact the United States and North America, it's also growing a new swine related threat. The Canadian super pig.
3: A pig is a nasty animal. They okay? are. Yep. They are a deadly, deadly animal. And I mean, we joke about a lot of different dogs and you know everything else. You, you a pig is dangerous, very dangerous. You shoot first. Well, I mean, you you remember shoot first. You remember those
0: old mob movies where they feed you the pigs?
3: Yeah, it's 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 real. It comes from truth, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's essentially just like a rabid dog with tusks. Well, and right? it's it's incredibly intelligent and highly elusive. As it says, yeah.
3: tenacious, fast, athletic—more so than you would think from an animal that fat.
2: So, well, and, and, and the other thing is that we got Mayorkas, so it's not like anyone's going to be watching the border. These things are probably <laughs> slipping through all day long. It, they, dude,
1: and, well, and, they're elusive, dude. Yeah. They, I mean, they run shot over East Texas like crazy. The, in the public image of what a pig is, is a little pink pig
3: in the barnyard, yeah, waiting this isn't for babe. a blue ribbon. No, it's, yeah, it's not Wilbur. No, okay. I, I have
0: to hold on. You keep talking because I got to look. Are, have you seen gotta, these things? No, the, I got to look and see. Like, if I can y'all find remember it. hearing about that
2: Hogzilla? Oh shit! Sure. I'm that looking got at one right now. Right it was now. like twenty feet long and like a ton.
0: Do, okay, so the Canadian super pig looks like uh, a Texas, a West Texas, like feral hog. Like what, what do you call those? Like javelinas? Yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. like, the like, animal, hairy. This is not <laughs> like a little. Pink, pink. No, 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 no. no, no, With a squirrely tail and they roll in the mud.
1: And they're actually remarkably athletic for being fat, small. Like, dude, you're stout animals. You're absolutely, it's the velociraptor of the mammal kingdom.
3: Yes. Every time you take a bite of bacon, you are eating a trophy. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's true. I mean, that is really the best use for these things is like, you know, it's said here they spread disease, they eat crops. I know in Texas they got those, like, helicopters with, like, chain guns that you can take those rides and just, like, gun down a bunch of these pigs because it benefits the world every time one of these croaks, right? So, like, number one, I think we should absolutely go out there, you know, in a helicopter, shoot some of these pigs, report on the situation. Well,
3: that'd, be, that'd be a good so show. So that
2: community knows. And also, for our listeners, you know, you see a pig, grab a gun, do your duty, you know, but, but,
1: off them. But my advice is don't get too close to a brush line where they can charge you.
0: You don't want to be charged by the one stay, of these things.
1: Stay in open terrain here. Get an AR-15 or something that can shoot a repeater around right at
0: them. So uh, the emergence of the so-called super pig is a result of cross breeding domestic pigs with wild boars. Wow. Uh, and it sort of only adds to the problems that we face because you got like the, the domestic ones, which are, are apparently smart, mm-hmm. and then the, the real physical suckers on yeah. the other side. So pigs are not native to the U.S., but have wrought havoc in recent decades. The government estimates the country's approximately 6 million wild or feral pigs have cost $1.5 billion in damage each year. Okay. All right. So this is an easy solution, right? I mean, don't we just go out? That's basically, yeah. that's that's uh,
2: over 200 bucks a pop. That's like two hundred twenty-five dollars of damage per pig.
0: Yeah, so you, they, we should we should put a bounty on these things and, and sell and, and like come back to the government and send it send yeah. an invoice. You know, scalp a pig. You know what's interesting?
3: You know what's interesting? Ronnie D has actually taken an approach like that in Florida, where they have this invasive python species. I think there are some. Other, I, I want to say maybe he's done it with iguanas and some kinds of gators. I, I, if I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. But he's he's put bounties on some of these invasive species. And you know, eighteen yeah, like year old dudes who and you know, other guys who are like, Hey, I can turn this in and make cash it it it's it's a very smart way to do animal control.
2: And it saves the government and the taxpayers money. Like, you, you know, if, if you pay 10 bucks for a pig and it's going to do $200 of damage, it's a no-brainer.
3: Because when we're saying they're doing $200 of damage, what the libs would have you believe is, oh, it's just taking $200 from oil companies. Yeah. No, it's ruining plants. It's ruining other native species. It's ruining people's lives. So it's humane to take these animals out.
2: And I remember years and years ago, you know, uh, some folks may remember on Twitter there was this, like, meme of this guy being like, there's these feral, he was in taxi. He's like, these feral hogs roll up and they try to like attack my kids. And everyone's like, what the hell? Cause like, Libs have never left their apartment in Brooklyn. They've right. never been anywhere where there's actual wildlife.
1: <laughs> right. They don't understand that, you know. They only learn where their food comes from by flying over it. Yeah. yeah. Like,
2: you know, they're like, the food comes from the Uber Eats guy. You yeah. know, that's where it comes from.
0: Well, so, so, but this is where this thing turns seriously. Uh, a pig is a quote unquote, mixing vessel
3: oh interesting what's that mean
0: capable of carrying viruses such as flu Mm. which are transmissible uniquely to humans Mm. national geographic reported that pigs have the potential to create a novel influenza virus which could spread to humankind i mean swine flu Right? I I don't need National Geographic to tell me that. We've gone through this. Right. Right. I mean,
1: biologically, a pig is very similar to a human in so many ways, actually, which is why so many of these viruses can jump from them to us. So
0: we need to kill them. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'd like to hear about everybody's, if you wouldn't mind writing in in the comment section and leaving reviews about what your plan is. Yeah. Uh, Because you live around the country, you see these things. If you see one, I want to know what you're going to do. We'll spread this around. Everybody can get a good set of ideas together. It'll be kind of like the banana monkey pool. Yeah, yeah, and and best ideas win. And we'll just go ahead and save the country. You know what?
2: I bet we could turn the tide. Like with the number of listeners that we have, if you see a pig, you smoke it. you You know, take a take a photo of that. Reply to the account. I want to see this. Like we can make a difference. Yeah, we and can I can have a really terrific meal. You smoke that thing. I want to know how like you're vinegar.
1: processing. Oh yeah, I want to know how you're processing it. You're making some jalapeno cheddar sausage. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: <laughs> you're, eating, you're eating the backstrap. You're eating the heart. You know, I don't care. Just tell us. If you know, like, if the FDA and the EPA wanted to do something good here, what they would do is tell us, like, how do we test to make sure the feral pig that we're about to eat is not going to kill? Us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That that's what we that's what we should. Right. Eat. I got
2: a feeling you smoke it for long enough, you'd be fine. You know, Mm. I I mean, you you smoke it for a day. I guarantee that's good to go. I mean, mean, if you
0: can eat whale meat,
1: you certainly should be able to eat feral pig.
0: Yeah. Why is a whale dirty?
1: Yeah, they are. Bioaccumulation, all the mercury.
2: But it's good for you. But like (laughs) it's renewable resource. Another example. This is yet another renewable resource. You should smoke the pigs, get after it. And I got to tell you, like like, uh, we've all discussed what would be your final meal. Eastern Carolina pulled pork. I want to know if feral hog tastes the same way. I bet it does. Feral pig. That's it, dude. Eastern Carolina style, vinegar based.
3: Yeah. <laughs> to Josh's point, we need our listeners to write in. On An the action best, plan. The best way, because we know Michael pointed out the whale problem, and we all know the best way to take out a whale, plug the blowhole, wrestle it down. <laughs> so if you can come up with something similar. On the pig problem. The
0: key is you gotta have a gentleman with a thumb the size of the blowhole so you can really get that thing. In just get there. your arm in there and suffocate a doesn't, whale. You'd be king of the world. Doesn't have to be the
3: thumb. It could be anything. A combination. Just... Oh Jesus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My God.
3: It's a family problem. You just plug the hole. It could be a basketball. This is the okay. darkest. It the... could be a basketball. This is a You take the you take the whale down. Look at him try to recover, and then you knock out the pit. So we do, What we need to know is how we're going to knock out the pigs. <laughs>
0: I, just can't, I can't go on. Of, I I've never heard I've, of I've, such a horrible way of killing an animal.
2: I've actually, I've actually got the perfect sex I don't even
1: know to I mean Speak,
2: Speaking of derailment, <laughs>
1: <the> next topic. <laughs>
2: It's train I derailment. I can't derailment. Go
0: on. <laughs> we have to play the music. <laughs> uh, oh, the poor whales! Uh, don't do that! Don't do that! Whatever you do. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the train uh, derailment. The APA, according to MSN is uh, now going to take control of the Ohio derailment response. This is the outfit that took like five days in order to yeah. tweet something on it, uh, but now the Environmental Protection Agency, under pressure to respond more forcefully to the train derailment that released toxic chemicals here, will take control of the response of the disaster It will require the rail company Norfolk Southern to clean up contamination, the agency said Tuesday. The move came after frustration from both residents and officials in Ohio and Pennsylvania with the rail company and the criticisms of the Biden administration's response to the February 3. Again, it's the, it's the 23rd today as you're listening yeah. to this. It is 20 days after this thing went down and they're like, okay, we're going to take control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. time to plan oh, our response. Oh, thanks. 20 days. Can you imagine anything of any significance happening in your life? And then 20 days later, you're like... Ah, shit, I guess I'm going to have to get around to that. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, it is incredible. This is what these people do for a living. Mm
3: -hmm. It is, and, you know, we hate to beat a dead horse here, but they're never called on it. You know, Mayor Pete just last night said he was taking a personal day, and he wouldn't answer the question of a reporter who was asking him what his thoughts were on the situation. So obviously he's an awful transportation secretary we've seen what happened with the faa we've seen we've seen what happened with our supply chain under under his watch maybe he needs to go maybe there's somebody else who uh the biden administration could hire who could pay attention to these problems in a little more timely way
0: yeah well and this is starting to get bipartisan right i mean this is where these things start to cut um obviously the the trump visit there will create an element of partisanship to it but there are democrats in dc that are very concerned with the lack of response here yeah. mm-hmm. right maybe talking about this fairly frequently and you're going to get more and more of this as you get fewer and fewer answers mm-hmm. and the bottom line is it, like if you see the interviews and the write-ups about what's happening there you got residents basically all over the place that are con- complaining of you know health maladies essentially mm-hmm. um somebody needs an answer on that what is it
2: and, and that's so i think it's like you mentioned in this vacuum of, of absolute zero response uh like this msn article says that uh judge bashing over response to ohio derailment turns bipartisan democrats are actually going after him too you know they see an opportunity there's there's uncertainty of whether biden's going to run again it's pretty apparent that the only thing Pete cares about is running for president. That's the only thing he cares about is running for president. So some of his rivals might be like, okay, well, might as well kneecap him now. Like this is, you know, a string of failures out of Mayor Pete. Now's the time, you know, let's, let's, let's call it out and and make sure everybody knows. Uh, It says here, the criticism of Buttigieg from the right and left of the American political spectrum underscores the fact that he is in an unusual position for the head of the Department of Transportation which is usually an obscure post. Yeah, usually, you know,
0: whoever's the secretary of transportation shows up to work and just does their job. They usually do their job. That's what usually happens. Yeah, we don't actually have to know who they are. It's like like a good offensive lineman. If I don't hear your name... You're doing your job. You're doing a good job. But the the tough paradox
1: the media finds themselves in with with this, with Buttigieg, is because, of course, they love him. They want to be able to say that he was a great transportation secretary, but they also have to say that the, the job, this isn't his fault, this job doesn't actually do anything.
0: <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So it's like two things have to be be true at the same time, which are contradictory.
0: Yeah, no, it's true, except for the fact that like actually transportation is pretty important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the TSA, the, the problem we had a month and a half ago with the entirety of of air transportation in this country being canceled for a day yeah. because they couldn't figure out how to work the computers. Yeah. Like, all that stuff has happened on this dude's watch, and yet we've all pretended like it's outside of his control. Uh-huh. Right? Like, the ships outside of the cargo bay. The yeah. trains crash. I mean, well, there was like three trains that went down in, in Texas last week. I mean... Wild. Wild.
3: Yeah. It's it's, it's one thing after the other, and I there's, there has to be someone... On the Democrat side, who is capable of managing a department that's so important to our nation's infrastructure? There has to be somebody else. Well, that's the
0: beauty of democratic politics. Someone with experience. What what the beauty of democratic politics is, and this is, I'm just going to boil it right down for you. It's grow government to the point of unaccountability for everything. It's so big and so responsible for everything that it's actually not responsible for anything. Mm, Yeah. Right? So it's just, it's omnipresent. It's big. You can't control it. It's not responsive. It doesn't actually address a concern because, well, I don't know, there's 10,000 people that work on that. And so we're going to have to work on a large bipartisan reform in order to make sure the chemical trains don't fly into towns across
2: this country it's really you know it's really sad it's really horrific that that's become the experience that americans have with their government in any avenue if you ever have to deal with a government agency absolute nightmare you can try calling you're going to get someone on the other end of the uh, of the line who's got their government position they don't care they're going to get paid either way they prefer not to do work and get paid to do it every interaction that an individual currently has with their government Is a negative one. It's become just like a pain in the ass more than someone who's who's trying to like we've discussed. The number one job of the government is to keep you safe, right? To keep the country safe, and it's become pretty damn apparent they don't care about that either. Well, that that part they're worse that which flew all the way uh, you know across our country, and 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 people just had to put up with it because this administration, this government. Just
0: doesn't give a damn. And, and by the way, we're two weeks removed from all that, and it's like, what happened to that? Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. what they cover to that? they cover that up real quick. Are we going to get an answer to that? We're like not going to some... get any
2: answers or but, any pictures or anything. I mean, because our government they, they have completely lost any sense of obligation to the American people. Right now, they literally just do not give a damn. There's people who are terrified of they might be sick. If if their kids are there, are my kids safe in America? Yeah. they have these concerns. And, and three weeks later, the EPA is like, okay, maybe we'll get on it.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. All right, so two little consumer notes uh, that we will give to the listening audience. Uh, one I think is, is quite alarming, and I, I'm not sure what to make of it. I want to hear y- your all's opinion on it, but this is according to Fox5NY.com. <laughs> uh, consumers are willing to pay monthly subscription fees for streaming services, pet food, and even toilet paper. Now some restaurants are betting that they'll do the same for their favorite meals. Large chains like Panera and P.F. Chang's as well as neighborhood hangouts are increasingly experimenting with subscription models as a way to ensure steady revenue for customer visits. Hmm. What do we think about that? How does that work? Well, some offer unlimited drinks or free delivery for a monthly fee. Others will bring out uh, your favorite appetizer each time you visit. They're following a trend. The average American juggled 6.7 subscriptions in 2022, up from 4.2 in 2019, according to Rocket Money, the personal finance app. Um, So basically what they're trying to do Mm -hmm. is normalize their monthly revenue, right? So, But instead of actually marketing to the consumers and trying to get people into the restaurants, they're trying to get people to pre-commit to a subscription level where they bring you a fucking appetizer
2: I mean I hate this this is this this is unbelievable it it sounds so terrible I think at this point everyone knows what the subscription model is about yeah is number one they just hope you forget about it (laughs) right they hope you forget about it
0: well that's what that's what the mainstream media has done for years with all of their all of their various I mean if you notice if you subscribe to like New York Times or Washington Post you can't actually unsubscribe very easily yeah yeah I think with the New York Times, you have to call a person.
2: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, the thing is is that they know as a business model, uh, 99% of people will not be able to capitalize enough to actually kind of like turn a profit or get a benefit above of what they're paying on a subscription model. Think about all the subscriptions we already have and that are terrible. Mm-hmm. Netflix, there's nothing ever on there. All the movies are gone. You want to see a movie? It's not there. It's on either Paramount Plus or Embassy Plus or like there's yeah. 50 different pluses. Yeah. It
1: feels it feels similar to what uh the movie theaters did a few years back when they started trying to do some discount models where like you can see unlimited numbers of movies. Oh, for
0: like thirty bucks. Yeah, I think or it was like AMC. That. Did or it? Was, was
2: Movie
1: Pass did it? Yeah, Movie Pass. And
2: they exploded very
1: quickly. Yeah, and I mean, it's. I think these chains are similar to that. You've got like but large that's scale different. brick and mortar, where like you know you've got like a lot of rent and you've got a small customer base but that may you, be loyal.
0: Yeah, don't you think it's totally different? Like for a movie theater, and it obviously didn't work. But for a movie theater, you're going to have different offerings every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something's exciting there, yeah. right? And I'm offering you an opportunity to pay a monthly fee to get a guaranteed seat every time something's out that you want. Like I can get it. I wouldn't do it, but I can get it. I understand it. Your p- this is like your same restaurant. Your every- po- your point
3: is, yeah, the same restaurant, Pf Chang's. I'm going to pay seven dollars a month so I can walk into Pf Chang's and they put spring rolls in front of me. When I was already going to sit down and order spring rolls anyway,
0: and isn't the point isn't the point that they're doing this and they're not getting the kind of business that they wanted in the first place? And I, I,
2: I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is like the absolute wrong approach, and they're not actually confronting the issue here. There's a reason why Americans are going to restaurants less it's because everything's expensive. Americans yeah. are having to tighten the belt. This administration has put in these policies, which you know day by day are making things worse for the average American. So, you know, the last time we saw a statistic it was something like the American, uh, uh, you know, taxpayers paying $400 more per month than they were two years ago for the same stuff. Yeah, people mm-hmm. aren't eating out as much anymore. Yeah. You Eggs, know? you guys, Eggs, hold on. You know, it's
0: They're like worth their weight in gold. <laughs> listen to this, listen to this. Taco Bell is tinkering with its ten dollars Taco Lovers Pass, which lets subscribers get a taco every day for a month. College God. students I are going to destroy that. I can, just, I
3: can get on board with that. That's
0: a subscription for diarrhea. I mean, <laughs> are you kidding on, me? It's it's a good restaurant, Michael. <laughs> you're not trying to. It's delicious. So just in case you're trying to film a documentary <laughs> about your health. Or declination of that health, <laughs> uh, then this is the plan for you. Yeah, this is good. I'd actually like to see somebody film themselves. No,
2: you know, I actually, I actually, you know, funny you mentioned that. I always mention how I, I watched an endless amount of documentaries on YouTube. There was a guy who ate Taco Bell three times a day. And had at least one of every item from the menu over the course of a month. Wait, wait, is that like supersize me? Kind of like it. Kind of like what? Yeah. Ha- what happened uh, to him? He lost weight and got in better shape. Yeah, this, I don't, is, I, this I, guy I, was a runner, right? So he was in decent shape. He's all the menu. diarrhea guys. <laughs> <laughs> <And> hey, <laughs> his, hey. His cholest- hey, his cholesterol went down. <laughs> no, I swear to you, I don't believe it. I'll pull it up after after we record. Are you kidding it's, me? I was stunned. but like he had uh, doctors, dietitians, everything being monitored. On a daily basis, and it's not like he was just like eating off their like healthy portion of their menu and skipping like he ate know. it all. He ate at least once every single thing that they had. Even the, the taco,
3: you're getting lettuce, tomato. You're getting a balanced <laughs> meal, and it's delicious.
0: I love the, the full endorsement of the Taco Bell. It's menu. pretty good. Well, listen, I, I'm, I like Taco. I
1: love a Taco Supreme. Like I just your I love standard it. hard Taco Supreme. And love you've it. heard my my
0: my theory on this with Taco Bell is. Anything in your formative years, if you were a Taco Bell consumer like when you were 16, whatever you ordered when you were 16 years old is what you still try to order today. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That is it, 100% it is the truth, true. Right? Yeah, 100% it's true. So, like my whole thing for literally decades has been if I can figure out how to do a double decker with nacho cheese. And a couple of soft tacos. And they've changed the name of this sucker like 15 times, but I can find it. <laughs> it's on there and they'll do it. Right? I mean, nice. people just stick with it. We've got, I mean, all these people in this office, we did this week, uh, a couple weeks ago and everybody had their thing. They were like, oh, yeah, Mexican pizza. And like, I was like, when was the first time that you remember doing that? They're like, oh, you know, 15, 16. Like, have you ever ordered anything else? They're like, no.
2: No. No see that's brand loyalty. That's brand it loyalty. It's yeah. because they
0: got a good product. They figured it out. All right, so here's the second consumer uh notice. Airlines smug. This is this is the Airlines worst. are catering this to families.
2: It's the worst transportation news we have today. <laughs> this is the biggest disaster. It's worse than Palestine. <laughs> this is why, you know, poot has got to go. On his watch.
0: United Airlines announces, according to Axios, United Airlines announced a new family seating policy on Monday that makes it easier for children under 12 to sit next to an adult in their party for free, including customers who buy cheaper, basic economy tickets. You can explain to to our audience why it is that that is a problem. Number one, there's
2: there's one airline which we all know is essentially just like, you know, cargo steerage. That's Southwest. (laughs) Every family, go on Southwest. Jeez. Leave leave the public alone. And this isn't saying that, like, I'm not blaming the kids. I'm blaming the parents. Like, if, if imagine you're a child, right? Your parent has decided, okay, I'm going to hand you an iPad, and that's going to raise you you're going to be losing your mind 24-7. You're just put on an iPad. You don't have a parent. Of course, you get on a plane, you're going to raise up. What's the parent going to do? Their only option with the kid is like, hand him an iPad. He's already got an iPad. Guess I'm going to sit here and watch this kid lose his mind for hours. You know, it doesn't matter where you're sitting on the plane. You're going to hear that kid wailing and screaming his head off. I'm on
0: Southwest. Let me take a contrary point of view on this. I've never understood ever how it is that airlines in this country can operate a seating system where they're not like a full flight where you can have four people or five people in a family book tickets where the seats are open but you actually can't get them together like why in the fuck would anyone in the world want some random child sitting between them and their wife Right? I mean, you want those families together. Right. If anybody's responsible for taking care of a screaming kid, it's that family. Yeah. Why in the world would it ever occur to anyone who's making these decisions that you ought to make it more difficult for a family to keep keep themselves
1: together? It'd be like walking into a restaurant and the hostess is like, all right, 12-year-old, we're sitting you at the bar, Uh, the rest of you over there in the
0: booth. (laughs) You know? and, and you know what? The rest of the restaurant, you deal with the yeah. bar. Like the parents are up having fun at the bar. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, this is this is the opportunity for a subscription model. You get like a, a family air pass, they put you and the kids down there with the luggage and everyone's happy. You're with your kids. Everyone's happy. You're with your kids now there you go everybody sit together <laughs> you could be crated up yeah.
0: They'll You will c- crate <laughs> you up two hours
1: before yeah you're you're, you're traveling down there with Fido <laughs>
0: get you a couple of snacks yeah throw up some peanuts at you dogs oh, you can't children have peanuts, other though. animals down below <laughs> everybody's allergic to those now so you can't have those on an airplane that's the thing you, you can't even have peanuts shitty snack. they took peanuts from us
2: you know yeah. like where? when is it gonna be enough you know <laughs> they gotta go
0: I'm all for this. I think uh, United is paving the way for something that uh, is probably necessary on every air carrier. But the other thing is, if you're flying first class, this should not be a thing, right? They shouldn't
2: allow kids on the plane, let alone in first class. (laughs) (laughs) Until we reach a point where parents in this country take back responsibility, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where where parents in this country aren't an iPad, they're the actual individuals who created the child and take responsibility for the child. We, what a novel concept! Can you I? You know, I remember when I was a kid, it was absolute silence
0: through the entire flight. Absolute silence. I desperately like, want we, Smug you, you, to be married you, with children. Yeah, I just, I, wa- I just desperately, if there's one, God bless. If you're listening, please, good Lord, I mean, bless this young man with children as soon as possible. The world needs it.
2: All it takes is discipline. It's not like, you know, this hidden secret. <laughs> discipline the kid.
1: I'm booking a, fl- a, a flight with you.
2: I was The terrified. first flight I, I, you go
0: on. And the best part is our kids at that point will be old enough where yeah. they'll be like totally taking care of themselves and will be like, smuggles what's wrong? Yeah. How come your kid's screaming? <laughs> oh, what, oh, did an earache? Wait, is, it, that, oh, did, is that an iPad you're giving him? Oh, I'm, I'm, what, happened, what happened to the... See, oh, that's the thing. Is I'm telling you, like, discipline. It is it is
2: not far-fetched to be like, keep your child in absolute terror of the fact they will disappoint you. Right? And that's it. The rest (laughs) takes care of itself.
0: (laughs) That's a deep, (laughs) comfortably smug parenting lessons from the Ruthless Variety program. (laughs) (laughs) Fellas, I think we banged out a banger here. Absolute banger of an
2: episode. Thank you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. And thank you to our listeners. We always appreciate the support. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Tuesday. Stay ruthless.